Welcome to the Peace Over Pieces podcast, hosted by Clara Baldwin. Peace Over Pieces is a nonprofit domestic violence organization creating podcasts with victims while providing donations, hotline information, and resources. If you or anyone you know is in need of financial or emotional assistance related to domestic abuse, please visit our website for contact information. Now, without further ado, please enjoy the next episode. All right, everyone, we have a special guest on today, my fiance, Alex Dick Knight. Hello, Alex. Hello, everybody. How are you feeling right now? Uh, a little nervous. I feel like I'm not a professional at this like you are, but I'm excited. No, I feel super nervous right now. I don't know. I never get nervous for these, and you're making me feel really weird. So it's only because I know you and we're face-to-face. But I'm very excited for this episode today. Um, it's kind of different. Obviously, those who know Alex, he is from a wonderful family. Great background, obviously. Um, but I got this idea by a follower who actually messaged me on Peace Over Pieces. And they were asking me about my engagement, my relationship, if I've ever been in other relationships that were abusive. Like, obviously, people who don't know, I'm from a background where I feel fortunate where I wasn't into an intimate relationship abusive, an abusive relationship. I was rather in a upbringing where my dad was abusive, just to make things clear. So anyways, this follower was messaging me. We were having a conversation and she was just asking about like who my fiance was and you know how does he cope and deal with my relationship and how he deals with that. Because a lot of the people I talk to are honestly transitioning out of abusive relationships and have given up on love or they're just very jaded and discouraged. So I thought this episode was pretty important because I was in one time that place where I felt like I didn't really believe in love, just watching my parents grow up. And I think it's a very important unspoken topic because you can feel so lonely afterwards and you don't know where to start with relationships and dating. So anyways, I haven't told Alex what exactly we're talking about completely, but that is what we are going to hit on. So first of all, let's just introduce you. Do you want to tell listeners who you are and how we met possibly? Uh, yeah. Uh, again, my name is Alex and um, I grew up in a, a small town uh, called Westphalia, Missouri. It was population about 400. So um, just a lot of people that were very similar to me and uh, went to high school and went to college at Westminster, which is obviously where I met Clara. And um, yeah, just as far as growing up, I had a, I would call it pretty normal upbringing. Um, I've got three younger siblings my parents have been together uh, for about 25 years and uh, never really got to experience much on the, the whole uh, domestic violence topic. So that was kind of my upbringing and um, definitely it took some getting used to, I guess I would say, um, as far as our relationship. That would kind of generalize my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His family is truly amazing, and so is mine. I don't want to discredit mine. I have a great mom and siblings. Um, Obviously, my dad was the abusive component of my family, and he's no longer with or in my life. But yeah, so I guess I'm going to start out these topics with questions that I haven't prepped Alex on. I wanted this to be very candid, very authentic, so I didn't tell him any of these questions. So he's just going to answer transparently. And then we'll see where that conversation takes us. So my first question for you was, what were your thoughts about abuse in general before you met me? Did you ever think about it? And if you did, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I almost kind of feel guilty or or lucky, but no, I I really 
have never had thoughts on abuse. Again, I never really saw it other than, you know, the typical, you know, dad comes home late from work and <laughs> mom's not happy or, you know, things of that nature, but never ever did I see any kind of abuse. So again, I wouldn't really say I ever had any thoughts on it. Uh, none of my friends never really went through it and just was never a part of my life growing up. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, I would say I was very, very kind of starstruck as far as what that scene looked like and kind of starting to see people going through that, you know, obviously as you've done piece over pieces and I see that more, um, you know, in other people's lives, it's definitely shocking to me. Um, and I feel like it would be for a lot of other people that, you know, were maybe, maybe like me and not realizing that that stuff was going on. Yeah. It's honest. I guess, what are your thoughts about abuse right now after hearing so much about it? You know, on the day I'm bringing you stories from people in my DMs, um, or we just talk about the news all the time if we see it. So what do you think now after watching me work on Piece Over Pieces and being around that organization so much? I would kind of compare it to like, um, you know, if you're getting ready to go buy a car or something, and you never really notice that car, but then now that you're seeing it and thinking about it, it's everywhere. Um, I would probably say the same thing about abuse. Now that I kind of hear what's going on and I'm paying attention to it, it's just insane how much it actually happens. At this time that we're recording this, uh, our video just came out, I believe it was last week, of a, a former NFL player. Um, oh, yeah, I was going to hit that. Abuse with his girlfriend or whatever. And it's just insane. And I even had a couple of my friends reach out about that. And again, a lot of us grew up in that small town environment where we didn't really have to experience that. And uh, again, it, it just blows my mind how often it happens. And from what I can tell, how little awareness there is on the topic. Um, so, I, you know, obviously, yeah. I think it's pretty cool that you're doing Yeah, that night we were. Uh we were about to go to bed, I believe, and we brought up the Zach Stacy case. Um, that's that video I posted about already on piece over pieces, and it's super, super frustrating and hard to watch. But or basically, you were saying that one of your friends messaged you and said, "You know, I basically love the organization and wanted to support it, but I didn't really know the depths of it until I saw that video." And I guess you know that video is unfortunate that it came out, but it did open a lot of eyes to how severely drastic situations can be. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I just never realized that stuff went on, and then you know, I think even if I did think about stuff going on, I thought maybe uh, you know somebody got hit on the arm or something, or they grabbed him by the arm, like that was to the extent that I kind of thought abuse was. I never really realized that it could get to that point, and again, just seeing. Or hearing about that many people that are in the situation is just crazy, and, and knowing that for a lot of you know women and men, I'm sure in the situation, but <clears throat> women obviously come to mind whenever I think of it, and just how hopeless the situation can be. That's kind of where I see the problem, and where I'd probably like to help the most is just being able to help people get out of that situation who are in it. So yeah, okay, so we're gonna get in some personal juicy questions here. Okay. Question number one, did it frustrate you to not be able to meet my dad when we first met? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely frustrated me. I, I think I voiced that to you multiple times whenever we were first talking there. I just didn't understand. Again, not to keep referencing my own family, but again, I've just never had a situation like that. So I didn't understand why You know, I wouldn't be able to. Any other <laughs> person that I've talked to or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, that was never a problem. So um, yeah, I just I just didn't really understand, you know, to the extent of the situation. I think that probably goes back to me, 
like I said earlier, thinking that even if somebody was in an abusive situation, you know, it could never be to that point or yeah. to a point where you wouldn't let me even, you know, meet the person. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely frustrating whenever I yeah. wasn't able to do that. It was just confusing too. Yeah, it's super hard because this is definitely an unspoken topic of anyone who is from my background. I think me and Christo, my last guest, hit on this, but it's hard growing up when you're just trying to be normal because obviously I would say in middle school, high school, I had, you know, a lot going on, organization, sports and everything. And all you want to do at that age is to be liked and not looked at as somewhat of an outcast. And I feel like, you know, coming from that kind of family, it's very isolating, very lonely. You don't talk to anyone about it because at that age, you don't have that depth really emotionally or intelligence wise, if that makes sense. Like, you don't talk about that stuff and it can be very, very just lonely. And going into college when we first met, I remember promising myself one thing and that was like, I'm not going to bring up my dad in that next relationship I have. Like, I'm tired of it being a factor in every relationship I have and I just want to not talk about it and not be seen as something different. And I get, you for sure remember like me being like, I don't want to tell you. Like the first six months we dated, I was like, I'm not going to tell you. I don't want you to look at me differently. I still have an amazing family. I'm just like, I don't want to bring out any of that. I I definitely remember that. And uh, little side note, I have still <laughs> yet to meet him. So um, <laughs> maybe looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, again, as I've kind of learned more about the situation, obviously I, I know everything now, but as I learn more about it, I do definitely understand why there was that wall that was put up. And I just, I feel like I become more and more knowledgeable on the domestic violence topic every day. So again, everything kind of makes more sense now, but definitely at the beginning, there was, there was frustration and confusion there. Yeah, for sure. And we are on a quest to meet up with my dad one day. It's just kind of, you know, put back a little bit, but one day, one day, let's see. Is there anything you've noticed about me that you think is because I had a different childhood growing up and was around that situation. Like, personality-wise, anything. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> no. It's um, <clears throat> cards on the table, lay it out. I will not get offended. Um, yeah, obviously, the first, I guess the first thing that would come to mind is you <laughs> falling asleep and waking up throughout the night. I know you have, like, nightmares and stuff. Insomnia. and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, that was tough. I, I, I hated that for you, and I still don't think I'm used to that. But, yeah, th- things like that, and then um, maybe trusting uh, people. Um, I feel like you have a, a, a good mm-hmm. circle, and at this point in life, you kind of can choose who you want to let in and, and not let into that. Um, obviously, you've made friends with a, a ton of my people f- from my hometown uh, which I think is awesome. But yeah, maybe just it, it's harder to trust people too, I've noticed, uh, for you. Mm-hmm. And I always see myself comparing it to my life, obviously not having to go through any of that and just kind of realizing how lucky I was there. But again, I almost feel guilty that we don't have to see that um, and how many people actually do go through that who probably feel isolated mm-hmm. there. See, yeah, that was one <clears throat> of my, leading into one of my questions was, I feel like, especially in this year of 2021, it's like, almost a negative connotation if you come from a great family. And I think that's terrible. And I don't know if I'm going to get flagged for this, but I hate when, you know, you go on TikTok or social media and they're just like ripping apart families that have everything. I know there's there's a difference between that and privilege. Privilege is one thing where you're just ignorant and you don't care about other people. But there are amazing people, obviously, from bad families and amazing families. And I feel like 
there's yeah that negative connotation like you have everything so screw you like I I honestly I'm like that's my dream is to build a family and like give my kid everything they need um obviously not spoil them to where they just are ignorant like that but anyways what's your thoughts on that do you get that ever like you come from a good family so you don't understand anything yeah I do and uh I try to do my best with kind of seeing people's sides of things and understanding where they came from and what they've gone through. And I try to realize the fact that, yes, I was very blessed to come from the family that I come from. And, uh, you know, just again, try to see other people's situations. And maybe if they didn't come from that, that point of life that, you know, they can still be a really good person. And obviously I see a lot of successful people that, that didn't come from good families. So I don't think it has anything to do with who you are. I think each person can kind of make their own, yeah. their, their own life there. Um, but yeah, definitely I try to understand where people came from and, realize how blessed that I was to grow up where I did. Word. I agree. I read an article today and it lists the top traits to display when in a relationship with someone from an abusive past. Can you guess what those traits are? What traits to withhold when you're in a relationship with someone who has always had their guard up and they were in an abusive situation? So you want me to guess which traits? Yeah, give me just a few on top of your head. What do you think is key <laughs> to comforting someone from an abusive past? I would guess the ability to listen, because sometimes... Boom, number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got I, it. I know sometimes whenever you you know maybe are going through uh, an episode or you know something where you're just having flashbacks from the past or something like that, that the best thing I can do is, is shut up <laughs> and just kind of let you talk about what you're feeling or, you know, just kind of be there. So yeah, listening yes. would be my guess. Number one was listening genuinely. Any guesses for number two and three? Um, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead now. Yeah, I, this is probably a really hard <laughs> question. Sure I wanted there. to see, but you got one. The other ones were validation and being non-judgmental, which I agree with. Like, I think that it's important when you don't understand at least to validate them and try to understand because imagine if you're just talking to someone and they're like, okay, like they just don't get it. Like nothing's going through their mind and they don't at least acknowledge like, I understand, I hear you, I'm trying to understand. Like something like that where they they feel like you're at least trying because there are probably many relationships where... There's just no validation, and that can honestly ruin a relationship with someone like that. Thankfully, I, I don't have this problem with you. You're really good at validating and listening, but I I found this very interesting. And That can be tough, though, I guess, for anybody listening that maybe <laughs> is on my side. Not knowing what to say, which I hate. I feel like I always can come up with something to say, but mm -hmm. not knowing what to say and not understanding where you're coming from is definitely difficult. So yeah, there are times where I just kind of you know, fake it till I make it. I don't know what to say or how to comfort, you know, at least you knowing that I'm I'm trying and uh, trying to be there for you, I think is important. And, uh, but yeah, it's not easy to <laughs> kind of always understand there. For sure. What would you tell someone who brings up in conversation that a person in an abusive relationship should just leave? Because I know every single person out there has heard that at one point, like at least not even if the person is meaning to be like, why doesn't she just leave? Someone can just naively be like, I don't get why the person doesn't just leave. So what would you tell that person? Um, yeah, I would say I saw this a lot. Obviously, your mom and I are very close now. Um, and 
we've had conversations about it and she kind of has explained, you know, what went on there. Cause yeah, I would say I was definitely the same person. I would, that thought definitely crossed my mind of, I don't understand why anybody would put up with that. Like if I, you know, my sister, for example, if she was in a relationship and that was going on, I'd be like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. Get out of there. Right. But obviously, you know, I've become a lot more aware of the situation. I would say a couple things. Number one, a reason somebody wouldn't leave is, you know, maybe you've been in a relationship for three, four, five years and never seen any red flags. And then just out of nowhere, it starts happening. You might say to yourself, you know, maybe this is just a phase or this isn't going to last forever. I'll put up with it for a little bit. Um, so, you know, it, it might be a situation where they didn't realize it from the beginning and they might think it might go away. So they're going to kind of stick around until that hopefully happens. But then also just resources. I think that was a big thing that I'm learning too is, you know, say you've got a kid with that person or, you know, mm-hmm. your spouse is the breadwinner and, you know, you don't have the resources to even go make it out on your own if you wanted to leave or they have control over the finances or, or there's a lot of different situations um, that would cause a person to not just, you know, pick up and leave as easy as that sounds. And I think as somebody maybe talking, if you have a friend going through it or, or something like that, I think that would be something to avoid because it makes you sound ignorant saying, why not just leave? You know, Obviously, if it was that simple, they would have done that already. So just, I think it comes back to kind of empathy there and seeing, trying to put yourself in their situation and understanding what they've got going on. But yeah, again, I just think there's a lot of situations that cause people uh, to not be able to do that. And, you know, for us to be able to support them and give them resources, you know, for example, with Peace Over Pieces, Mm -hmm. giving money to people that are in those situations to help them. I mean, even if it's $100 to where they can fill up their gas tank a couple of times and get the heck out Mm -hmm. of the state and go to somewhere else, you know. Yeah. There are many men and women who message Peace Over Pieces weekly and they're just begging for 50 bucks and they have kids. That's just perspective. Like imagine you're in a, such a long relationship with children and you can't leave because all you're thinking about is your kids. Like, especially when you're a parent, you put those kids first. You're like, I'm going to go through whatever I need to go through just to make sure they are fed and they have a stable environment. Cause that's, I guess, what I went through. My mom wanted to leave many, many times, but my dad had the sole bank account, which is in the majority of abusive relationships, the abuser has his name or her name on the account and they control all the finances as a way to grip you and keep you into the relationship. That happened in my family for 20 years. My mom left with $100 and it changed our life forever. Like my life, my brother's life, my sister's life, her life, we all have such a great life now because of that $100. So I guess I'm just emphasizing like to just leave is way harder than it seems because imagine like my mom lived out of a car and she had to leave her kids and flee the state because I guess you just have to remember like a person that crazy is going to do crazy things to find you and get you back. So it's hard to leave. So I guess the closing question for you, you're about to turn 25 in about what, two weeks? And you've learned a lot about relationships thus far in your life. What is your advice for a healthy and balanced relationship? I guess uh, number one would be to not put pressure on yourself. I know... (laughs) I sure as heck wasn't looking for a relationship whenever I found uh, my current relationship. (laughs) I think it just kind of, when it's meant to happen, it'll happen. Um, But I think the biggest thing I would recommend is, you know, if you're looking for that perfect person or, you know, you want this partner that is going to live up to these standards, I think the first thing you need to do is kind of look in the mirror there. 
um, you know, become that person that you want to attract into your life. And, um, you know, don't worry about when am I going to find them? Where where am I going to find them? Uh, Instead, work on yourself and become the best version of yourself. And it's going to become a lot easier to attract that person that you're looking for. I know I've even got, (laughs) I've got multiple friends that are that are living the bachelor life and having a great time, but at the same time, you know, kind of looking for a relationship. Um, and again, I would just say not to stress out about that. It's going to happen when it's meant to happen. And in the meantime, just kind of work on becoming the best version of yourself. And then as far as, you know, having a healthy relationship, once you get into one would be to continue uh, to treat that person, you know, the same way that you treated them whenever you first got them. Uh, somebody, and I don't know who the quote's by, but they said, if you treated your your partner the same way in the first three weeks of your relationship as you did in the last three weeks, there wouldn't be a last three weeks. Mm. So um, just kind of continuing to show them that uh, care and affection that you did when you first started talking. And uh, I think that's really going to help your relationship as it goes. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I mean, you, you said it very well, but again, yeah, relaying that a healthy relationship. It's just not getting into routine, in my opinion. Like, show your appreciation. Try to show balance. We all, all of us, I don't think there's one person who could say they didn't have a bad relationship or toxicity in their life or an abusive something in some way. No one's perfect. But if you constantly try for the other person and put forth that effort, show them you love them, I feel like most of the time it's going to turn out to be okay. So I guess that's it. Oh my gosh, we did it. <laughs> Any last words before we close up? No, I'm glad to have finally been invited on. <laughs> I've heard a lot of these filmed and I enjoy listening to them. And I, I hope they, they do bring awareness because I know that's your main goal with this is just uh, if you can help you know, one or two people, that's going to make a difference. So mm-hmm. uh, I hope people continue to tune in because I think you really are kind of bringing on good guests and, and you're helping people with what you're doing. Thank you for coming on. And yeah, oh yeah, another announcement is Peace Over Pieces is top 10 nonprofit podcasts in the United States. We have so many downloads and traffic coming in lately. And just thank you everyone for supporting and donating and just listening. Even the conversations is such a big difference. So thank you.